Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Let's talk a little football. Uh, BYU passing game coordinator and quarterbacks coach Aaron Roderick had some media availability earlier today talking about that powerful BYU offense. Let's go ahead and give our listeners a chance to hear it. Austin? Uh, it was good work today. We had a the, today's practice was a modified, it was sort of a, a half Tuesday, half Wednesday, um, you know, session. We t- we did a little bit of what we would normally do on Tuesday and a little bit of what we would normally do on Wednesday and tried to combine it as well as we could. It's a good physical, tough day, and we'll scale it back a little bit tomorrow and as we approach the game. Great. We'll take questions from uh, Jared Lloyd with the Daily Herald, uh, Mitch Harper, KSL Radio, and then Jake Hatch, mine's Aaron, 1280 The Zone. Hey, Aaron. Hey, Jared. Wanted to ask about uh, Zach. Let's talk about why is he being so so effective this year? What are you seeing from him that uh, has allowed him to be so efficient in the first two games? Well, he's experience is the biggest factor. You know, it's thir- in your third year the game slows down. And I think the other big part of it is the players around him are all playing at a really high level. And um, most of most of the guys that are playing significant snaps for us are in their third year in this offense. And it's starting to show, you know, we got guys that are playing fast. There's not a lot of thinking going on. They're just, just uh, out there executing their job. And in the past, you know, I mean, sometimes Zach would do young things and sometimes the guys around him would do young things, which would force him into situations where he's scrambling around doing something maybe that we hadn't planned on. And so uh, this year, so far, after two games, we're uh, executing well as a team and that's making his job a lot easier. You know, our, our offensive line's playing great. Our receivers have really stepped up. Our tight ends, backs, everybody's just doing their jobs and makes it a lot easier to play quarterback. Hey, Aaron, uh, LaTex head coach Skip Holtz said earlier today that, that usually in the summertime, teams have their first four opponents scouted. He, he mentioned this year, as he put it, that he's had to put had to, had to use Google to, to put a scouting report together on BYU. What has been your experience prepping for teams that you didn't really know about up, up until a couple of weeks ago? What's that been, experience been like for you? Uh, well, yeah, we're in a similar situation with La Tech because they've they've played two games and the, they have a new defensive coordinator. Um, so he hasn't been with their defense very long. Uh, Coach Holtz has got a really well-established program, but uh, the new defensive coordinator is, uh, you know, we're trying to, we're digging up film on places, other places he's been and trying to know who he is. You know, two games isn't a lot to go on. And so it's tough to predict if um, he'll do the same things he's done other places or, um, you know, so we're basically we're just trying to make sure that we're squared away at what we do, that we're running uh, our, you know, our schemes if effectively and trying to just uh, be, be ready for whatever, whatever they they show up and do. I wanted to ask you about Zach and his play, similar to kind of what Jared asked a little bit earlier. But is are what we seeing right now from him throwing the ball just the way he's running this offense? How different is he right now than he was maybe in his first two years? Um, well, the first thing is he's 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 older and physically more mature. I mean, he's I don't know if you guys 
there's been no fans yet. You haven't been around him, but when you see him in person, you're going to see he's a different guy now. He's bigger, stronger, put on really good weight. He's uh, he's looking just like an older, more mature guy. And, and so physically he's, uh, and knock on wood, he's healthy. You know, he's, he's battled some injuries the first two years as well. And so right now he's, he looks good physically. And then, um, you know, it just, he's, it's a, he's a veteran player now. He's just played so much football for us that, um, and that's typically what you see with quarterbacks in general. I mean, it, all the, the good ones that have played, played in this, at this school, most of them were, okay early in their career and then really good towards you know later years in their career and that happens in the nfl and it happens all over college football so um i'm just seeing him uh and back to i forgot the one part of your question was uh i think the thing he's doing really well is he's keeping the game simple i mean he's just trying to make the easiest play he can make every snap and because we have good players around us uh you know good things happen and we had several 20 30 yard gains the other night where we throw it short to a good player and that guy makes something happen with it and breaks a tackle makes somebody miss you know just easy plays and so that's we're trying to trying to keep the game simple and one other quick question for you how much stronger is his arm right now than compared to what you've seen previously um I don't know exactly how to measure that, but his arm's as good as I've seen it. Yeah, he's 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 healthy and stronger than he's ever been. He's, he's throwing the ball well. Okay, we'll take questions from Jay Drew with the Desert News and Brandon Gurney with the Desert News. Hey, Aaron, you've been involved in this game a long time. So I just wonder if you've ever seen a program that has struggled to keep running backs healthy <laughs> as BYU's does, and, and can you put a finger on – why is it just a fluke? Is, are you guys cursed? What's the problem there? Um, it, it is a physical position, and um, uh, we actually my I think it was my last year at Utah. We had a similar situation uh, with the year Joe Williams ended up having a great year for us, but he early in the season he stepped away from football. Then we played. Uh, we went to Zach Moss and he got hurt. We, I think, uh, Devonte Henry Cole got hurt that year. Then we went to, uh, um, was it Jordan Howard, I believe. And he got hurt. And now, and then we had to have, uh, you know, we had, and then luckily Joe Williams came back and ended up playing well for us to finish out the season. But it's the nature of that position that running backs are, you know, getting hit hard, um, half the plays in the game. And if they're not getting hit hard, they're going to hit somebody else hard, uh, you know, probably another third of the plays of the game. So it's just a very physical position. And then I do think we've had some bad luck. Yes. Um, when hopefully this year, hopefully this year, that won't be the case. We've worked hard to build up some depth and we have some good young players uh, behind Peeney and Tyler that are learning what to do. And, and, uh, and then we have a veteran player in Kavika, uh, who is also good solid back that I think can help us. So um, I think we're we're going to be pretty squared away there, hopefully. Yeah, Coach, you guys have put on up a lot of great stats. But I feel an underrated one is, is just the three penalties for just 20 yards. Um, how has that helped you guys, and how much of a focus has that been for you throughout, throughout the offseason leading up to the season? 
Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because um, the the two main points that we we made in the offseason was that we were going to be reliable and we were going to be violent on the field. We we're going to be a physical team, and the reliability though comes first. And so we've been just uh, you know it's it should be it should be one of the strengths of our program is that we have we coach reliable guys that'll do what you tell them to do that will show up and be the same guy every day. And we've we've stressed that hard in the offseason and through two games it shows up you know we're got a lot of a lot of different people in and out of the lineup and they've they've proven to be reliable and be able to do their jobs and get off on the snap count and block the person they're supposed to block and play with the technique they're supposed to play with and that's what we're trying to do and uh you know i don't know if we can keep it up the whole season but we're we're sure we're sure making a making it a huge emphasis. So I I appreciate you noticing that because that's something that we are stressing to the players. It's like, Hey, these other stats are great, but as long as we keep playing clean football and not giving it to the other team, we're going to have a chance in every game. Okay. We'll take a question from Jared Lloyd and then Mitch Harper. Aaron, the, the old adage is, is that coaches are never going to be satisfied. Two very impressive offensive performances to start the year. But what aren't you guys satisfied with? What do you want to improve on moving forward? Well, the thing, the, the biggest thing is, is just proving it again each week. You know, it's not necessarily we need to get better at this or that. It's just doing enough good things to win next the next game you know and then i know i know media members probably get tired of coaches talking about one game at a time but you know you're uh, i heard uh talking to my players about phil jackson saying you, how much he hated the parade after the championship he hated all that stuff and he talked about being in the moment enjoying the win but then you're only a success in the moment of that successful act and then you got to do it again right and so the parade four days later or whatever that he hated that because I got to do it again. And so we've been talking a lot about that. Hey, we, we're going to, you've noticed in the games, our players are having fun in the game. Kalani stressing, enjoying, enjoying the process of preparing and playing during the game. And uh, we're, we're enjoying the moment. And then we understand that we got to do it again. And so we're, we're, that's our focus right now is just winning the next one. And it's not necessarily, specific uh things you know schematic things it's just doing enough good things to win the next one on that same line of having fun aaron what what was the reaction watching uh, isaac rex high five the referee after he scored the touchdown when you guys watched it that? was terrible isaac is a terrible dancer celebrator uh he's it was awful it's awful Coach, I know you, you kind of touched on stats a little bit. The, the penalties are a big focus for you guys. But I'm curious, you know, Zach's throwing a 78% clip on completion rate. I mean, have you ever had a quarterback that's completed the ball at that high of a percentage? And do you feel like he can maintain that within this offense? <laughs> um, I don't know if that can if you can maintain that through the whole season. But I think, you know, we, we want to be up there around 70%. Yeah, I think that's that's a reasonable that's a reasonable goal. And um, but you know, you can throw 70% completions if you just dink and dunk the whole game. And what, what we've been trying to do is uh, attack attack more down the field this year. And that's that's another thing we worked on in the offseason is, is um, building a passing game that's built in, in sync with our run game where we can attack down the field 
and um, you know just hurt the defense more. We're trying to get bigger chunks of yardage and 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 um, so the fact that we've had quite a few big plays and thrown a good completion percentage so far is good, but. It's two games, so we got we to gotta keep doing it. And um, But I do think a big reason why he's throwing a high completion percentage is what I said earlier. He's keeping the game simple. So when, when the shot is there, he's taking it. And when it's not, he's checking the ball down. And um, if he continues to do that, then, yeah, I think he's going to have a, a very high completion percentage, and I think we're going to win a lot of games. Maybe to speak to the, the growth of the wide receiver spot, because guys like Gunner and Dax, they were making some – some tough catches to, to keep that completion rate at a high yeah. clip. Uh, just maybe speak to, to their evolution this year at that spot and how reliable they're becoming. Yeah, they've played well so far. I mean, uh, Gunner, Dax, and Neil are all veteran guys that have been, you know, basically basically starters, full rotation guys. Uh, Gunner and Dax now three years in a row, and Neil for a couple of years and then a year off and now back. So it, those guys have played a lot of ball and it's showing and they're leading the way for those younger guys who are also showing up. I mean, uh, I, I can't say enough good things about Braden Cosper. I mean, that guy has had two ACL injuries, just terrible luck and just battled through it. And right now he's probably the next guy up. I mean, he's playing really good football for us. And um, we've got some young players that are following those guys, Cody Epps and, and, and uh, I'm going to forget somebody Keanu and Chris Jackson and, those guys, we, we, we got a lot of trust in them as well. And, and, um, but it starts with Dax Gunner and Neil and their leadership and, um, um, through two games. Yeah, it's been great. And so again, I want to s- s- keep challenging them to keep doing it. All right. There, there you go. That's coach a rod, Aaron Roderick, uh, passing game coordinator and quarterbacks coach for BYU as they get ready for Louisiana tech coming up on Friday. Let's jump out of the zone phone. Joining the show now, he is the coaching director for TridayTrading.com. He's Hayden with us here on The Big Show. What's up, Hayden? Not much. How are you guys doing? Hey, we are doing great, and it's great to talk to you because uh, one thing with TridayTrading.com, I mean, uh, you know, folks, listeners out there may think, oh, I'm intimidated by day trading, and I wouldn't know what I'm doing. Talk about the, the process that you take folks through to make sure they're prepared to be uh, you know, to execute the system and uh, to make some extra money. Right, exactly, yeah. So many of the best traders that we've worked with came in having zero experience, nothing whatsoever, could barely even work a, a computer. And so that's why we really start from the beginning. That's why people like myself and other coaching directors here, we start from scratch um, so we can start with all the good habits and take you through the whole system, see if it's going to be a good fit for you um, and if it's, if it's even something that you enjoy doing, because that's one of the big things too, can it make you money and you see yourself doing it. So no skill set required. It's, it's really an easy starting point for people. If you're curious, definitely to, to check it out. And do people usually pick it up pretty quick? I mean, is it, is it something that people latch onto, uh, you know, right from go? Yeah, we find that within two weeks, really, um, 90% of people have an idea if this is going to be for them or not. So super quick. And then after they work with it for a little while and, and uh, go through the training, they can actually start trading, trydaytrading.com's money, right? Correct. Yeah, that's one of the things is we find a lot of people want to get into the markets, but they lack that the capital. And so that's where we'll fund people accounts um, so that they can have that leverage to be able to trade money. Um, keep different splits on the profits. Um, so that way you're building up your own 
company account as well as starting your own accounts and keeping 100% of the profits on those on those different accounts. And right now, folks, go to TridayTrading.com. They can uh, click on the Alema button and actually see Alema get his coaching? Yep, that's correct. Yeah, so it's super easy. Like you said, go on the website there, and you'll watch them take um, Alema through one of the actual sessions. And so it's a good kind of hands-on experience to see exactly what you would be getting um, down the road when we got to that point. Well, we appreciate you jumping on with us, Hayden. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. All right, check them out, trydaytrading.com. We'll have more Big Show coming up next. Drop of the day, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. If you missed yesterday's uh, sounds uh, uh, of various uh, clips, then you won't know exactly what we're talking about right now. But that is definitely appointment radio, isn't it? Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's time for Sounds of Various Clips, also known as Drop of the Day. Quick news, Doug, though, Gordon, did you see Serena Williams pulled out of the French Open today? No, I didn't. Well, that's too oh. bad. Uh, what's, it, what's going on? She had an Achilles injury, apparently. Ooh. Just saw that uh, scroll by. That's too bad. How uh, old is uh, Serena now? Uh, 105 in tennis years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just because, you know, usually a tennis career doesn't go well into the 30s. And she's in her mid to upper 30s I'm, I'm, or mid to late 30s, I'm pretty sure. So, yeah. And she just needs one more, I think, one more to tie the record for uh, Majors 1. I thought it was one to beat it. Is it one to beat it? Is it uh, Courts? Yeah. Uh, what was Let her first name? Margaret. Margaret Court. Yeah, yeah. So she either has one to tie or one to beat. I thought it was one to tie, but I, I could be wrong. Uh, but anyway, well, she's the best be the... I ever saw, and I did see Margaret Court play. But uh, I think uh, huh. Serena. Man, imagine how best. good Serena would be if she actually liked tennis. It would be to tie. It would Margaret be to Quartz, tie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because your heart doesn't need to be in it to be the best at something. I've always said that. <laughs> okay. Seems like it might be a little easier that way. Do you think an Achilles? Could mean the end of her pursuit of becoming the Grand Slam champ. Well, I'm guessing she didn't tear it, or they would have said torn Achilles. So, True. Yeah. So if she tore her Achilles, yeah, that might be the that might be the end of it. But so, if she's just got a sore Achilles. Or so something. what's next now? The uh, the Australian. You know what? I have no idea what order they're doing them in. So I don't know. Normally, the Australian would be in January. In January, right? Uh huh. Wow, so it's, it's it's not a lock that she'll get it, but it's still very likely she'll get it, don't you think? Yeah, that's the way I would look at it. I don't know if I'm going very likely, because really? it's been, what, a year and a half of her trying? I don't know. Uh, we'll see. I'd love I'd love it if she got it. I mean, because that used to be one of those unbreakable records, or people thought as much. So anyway, Serena pulled out, though, of the, uh, of the French today. All right, here's uh, Sounds of Various Clips. I, I came across this on the Internet uh, today. I, I don't even know why. I just got re- retweeted into my timeline. But listen to this argument, Gordon, and listen to what they're arguing about. You ready? Yeah. Here you go. Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Her sister was a witch, right? And what was her sister? A princess! The Wicked Witch of the East, bro! I'm going to stab him. You're going to tell me that I'm wrong? Am I wrong? She wore a crown and she came down in a bubble. I'm not fighting with you. Grow up. I'm not fighting with you. Grow up. Get educated. 
What do you think, Gordon? What are they arguing about? They're arguing something to do with the Wizard of Oz, right? <laughs> that guy is that fired up over an argument about the Wizard of Oz. People do get caught up in things. And by the way, went to the East, bro. By the way, Austin uh, did point out off the air when we were watching this that that he's wrong. No, he's dead wrong. The, 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 and it's making me just livid. <laughs> Bro, get educated and grow up. The Wicked Witch of the West, the Wicked Witch of the East, they are sisters. Glinda ain't their relative. The princess, which she's not a princess either, right. she's not their relative. Even Wait. if you go off of the Wicked timeline, she's their college roommate of the Wicked Witch of the West, Elphaba. But she's what? not related to the Wicked Witch of the West and the East. I... Okay, who was it Bro. who got landed? Who was it who got landed on? The Wicked That's Witch, the Wicked of, Witch the West. of the West. East. Yes, sorry. And then the Wicked Witch of the West is the one that melts at the end. Correct. Right. And and who's Glinda? The Good Witch. I know, but isn't I thought she was tied into them somehow. No, she's their antithesis. She's the she's the protagonist in the movie when it comes to the witches. She's but not no a princess, relation. she's a witch. No and relation. actually a bad guy. If you believe the wicked timeline. What do you mean a bad guy? She's a bad guy. She Why? manipulates everyone to think the Elphaba is evil. But the Elphaba's good. But then eventually Elphaba gives into it and becomes evil. Right. Wait a minute. Is Spoiler. this from the is this from the uh the Broadway show or something that you're saying all this from? Wicked, yes, it has a name <laughs> that Austin used multiple times. Which I never saw. I never saw. Get educated. Get educated. Get Gordon. educated. Get educated. Get educated. Unbelievable. Yeah, I guess I need to see Wicked. That's uh, good. I, have not, I, have I liked not it. That's uh, Adina Menzel's maybe coup de gras other than Frozen. Yeah. She but played Alphaba. Yeah. yeah, it's but good. But I did, I did see uh, The Wizard of Oz, obviously, many, many years ago. So, in theaters? I, I don't, I don't did you see it when it back. first came out? In 1939, man. I was at the premiere. You and Greta. You know what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Although Greta's career had been over for 17 years or so. And by the time The Wizard of Oz came out, yeah. <laughs> Not I just really, cannot but... believe I cannot believe you guys have never heard of Greta Garbo. That might be uh, so. These guys, the Wizard of Oz, that's the dumbest thing they've ever argued over. Greta Garbo might be the dumbest thing we've no, ever argued we've over. argued over dumber, such as <laughs> I don't know. But there's been there's been dumber stuff. <laughs> we've done much worse. Come on, there's there's got to have been because we've argued over some really oh, dumb stuff. Went to the east, bro, bro. <laughs> and then really the other guy it, says, man. "I'm gonna stab him." Yeah, that's like, that's escalating things. Yeah, it gets a little out of hand. Well, what was that really dumb argument we had that time? It was about uh, three months ago. We argued over something that was absolutely ridiculous. We all agreed. You remember that? What was it? Uh, whether the Pac-12 should play? I'm going to stab him. No, it wasn't that. It was much dumber. It was much dumber than that? Okay. No. I don't know. It seems to happen on a, a somewhat of a regular Usually basis. around 450. Yeah, around 450, yeah, uh, whether or not something is actually news. I'm telling you, you guys, you keep this up. And, I, you know, I'm not a powder, but I, I'm, I'm, ready, I'm ready to pack it in. I'm no <laughs> longer going to do the Not Sports Report. You have to. It's sponsored. Well, we'll find something else for the. That's actually that's actually true, and and is it much of a threat when when we're like when we say okay? <laughs> Poor Gordon. Poor Gordon. <laughs> Poor Widow right, man. I put up with this. I've had it up to here. I can't take it anymore.
Let's just say this. I'm glad you're a col <laughs> I'm glad you're a columnist at the Trib and not the news editor. Why is that? Well, we'd be getting nothing but lipsticks on donkey stories in the in the well, Salt Lake Tribune. Yeah, but that's not what the Salt Lake Tribune is about. The not sports report is about crazy, wacky, unusual stuff that happens in our world. Get educated. And that's not crazy, wacky, or unusual. Oh, it's not. Oh, yeah, I hear about kids breaking into animal farms all the time and putting lipstick all over a horse's face. Now, you don't hear that all the time. You know why? Not uh, news. Yeah. See, Maybe it should be the not news report. You know, the not you know, news report. There you go. I, 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 all these years I've been in journalism. I went to journalism school. You guys, neither one of you, did you get your degree in journalism? I did. Oh. I did not. <laughs> Because I didn't want to be assigned to the like animal it. farm story of putting lipstick on a donkey. <laughs> okay, I'm just uh, I'm just a little sensitive today. That's all about your your in journalistic integrity, your no, your ability to spot news. Support. My not sports report. Uh, it's, it's close to my heart. It's tender to me. It's my baby, and you guys just you know I bring my baby in. And you all point at, at my baby and laugh and say, what an ugly baby. Tell you, that guy got that worked up over the Wizard of Oz. What do you think would get Gordon that worked up? An argument over what? I don't, think I've, I don't think I've ever gotten Jeez. that worked up. Oh, yes, you had to have. You care about things. Yeah, but I like that. I mean, yeah, but I, I, I keep that under control. You get pretty mad when Jake calls them the mud hens. Yeah, but I like that. Play that again. Oh, I don't know if we can and not. You get you get pretty upset when I when I uh, downgrade Buck Johnson. Not really. I don't really care. Well, like uh, let's see. What else would Gordon get that upset about? What, uh, what if I what if I ever called you bro over? Uh, the oh, the pronunciation of the word Porsche. Well, you're just wrong. Get educated. I'm pretty sure I'm right about that one. You're 100% wrong. It's Porsche. Get educated. I will, Get educated, I will bet, I will bet you $20,000 that I am Why right. Why are the stakes always it? so high? Yeah. <laughs> because Seriously. That's how sure I am that I'm right. Except for that you could easily wager twenty grand. i would have to mortgage everything I own. And even though, but I'll bet you could find a well-placed source somewhere, Jake, that would say it is Porsche. Oh, yeah. I'll bet there's enough of a division in the no, car no, world. No, no, I, no, I no, totally no, no, agree. No, no, that's not the argument. The argument is what is the correct pronunciation. And one expert would say that's correct, and yeah. another no, would say true. it's incorrect. That's not true. Happens in court all the time. I can not easily like find an the expert. The prosecution finds a doctor. The defense finds a doctor. Yeah. Your, name is your, your name is Austin Horton. It's not Austin Hortoon. To me. He could find an expert somewhere that'd say it was Hortoon. And for the right price, anyone will say anything's the right way to yeah, do something. True. Porsche it is. <laughs> Bro. I want to be there the day you go in and you tell Naz, Naz, I got a little problem. I made a bet with Gordon over twenty thousand dollars and I was wrong. So we have to pay up. I wanna see that. <laughs> I don't think I'd be ever foolish enough to bet twenty grand on anything. Uh, but I know it would take me longer than uh, 24 hours to come up with 10 grand cash, though, or 20 grand cash, or whatever you said. He said within an hour. Yeah, that's right. Gordon told us within no, an hour. You could have 10 a... grand cash within an hour. Yeah, probably. <laughs>
Honk. Where's the honk uh, on that one? Yeah, there we go. Need oh, a honk you guys there. could come up with ten grand if you had to. In, in an hour? Not legally. <laughs> I'm not. That's not hyperbole. There's not a chance I wouldn't end in prison. I, I could not come up with $10,000 in an hour. Take out equity in your house, Austin. You can't do that in an hour. And uh, certainly not that amount. Yeah. Don't go, Call your banker friend and get it worked out. You can't just That's call them. That's only if you're in the mafia. Yeah, you can't call a banker friend and say, hey there, Tyler. Uh, will you uh, just uh, uh, show up at my house with ten grand in cash, please? Thanks. Yeah. Our guy at Chad, Chad Wattups at Mountain America yeah. Credit Union. He's, you know, hey, he's Chad. got laws and, and ethics to abide by. Grab ten grand out of the vault and uh, hop on over to me. We'll work out the details later. Don't worry about it. I got a napkin and a pen. We'll pound this out. Oh man! All right. My word is my bond, Chad. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Nate says anything to do with Chris Hill. Get uh, Gordon worked up and uh, bring him in to argue. There you go. Not really, because I stuck up for Chris Hill when he retired. I wrote a very nice piece about all the good things he had done. Yeah, but he wrote a press release specifically about you. Well, that was his problem, not mine. And But didn't even name you, just called you the columnist. I know one thing that gets Gordon worked up. Telling him that, he, that we have, or you have, sources that... So oh, that's four right. Spots. There it is. That's the one. He gets really mad about that. He gets that really mad about that. Not like that guy who said, bro. No, I, I don't do that. All right. Stay tuned. We'll have more Big Show next, 97.5 and 1280. After the recession, I dropped 90 mil. Well, I've recouped that and doubled it moving forward. So I'm up to half a billion now. And so I got less time than I got money. So I got to burn through this, man. Come on. Let's do it. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon, we've gotten to do a lot today, but uh, let's get back to the finals here for a moment. Game one, Lakers, Heat. Um, how do you think this series is going to go overall, Gordon? You think we? I know the Lakers are pretty heavy favorites, which uh, I'm guessing you're picking the Lakers, but do you think this is going to be a competitive series? I hope it is. I mean, I don't know it for a fact. I think it's important for the Heat to sort of punch the Lakers in the mouth early in the series because if they fall behind uh, right from jump, then it'll be more difficult for them to put up the kind of fight that we're hoping that they will put up just to make it a competitive series. And they'll have to play really well together as a team. And they'll have to, you know, guys like Tyler Hero are going to have to continue to play at the level he has been playing. Jimmy Butler's been fantastic, uh, but they they can't, and they're going to have to get contributions from people like Jay Crowder uh, in order to give themselves a chance, uh, because otherwise LeBron will dominate them and and Anthony Davis. It's uh, pr- pretty simple when you look at it: team versus stars. Who will win? Well, the stars are pretty darn good. So the team is going to have to play exceptionally well. And I hope they do. You know uh, why I think it's going to be a little more competitive? I think it's uh, because the Heat play defense. You know, the Nuggets, uh, they they pretend to play defense. The Heat Heat (laughs) will, will turn it up and play some D and at least make it difficult on LeBron and Anthony Davis. So maybe the star power wins out. I mean, there's a reason that they're favorites, but I, I don't think the Heat will let it be easy. 
I think uh, the Lakers are going to have to work for it. And, and the Lakers can't shoot. We, we've talked about how they are flawed in, in that sense, that they have trouble shooting the ball in the half court. And if Miami can force this, slow them down and force them to, to take shots and double LeBron and Anthony Davis and sag on D and make them shoot, uh, we'll see how it goes. Well, the Celtics, uh, they don't have LeBron, but they have some pretty talented players on that team, and the Heat were able to overcome them. So, I, I look, I'm expecting the Heat to get at least two games, at least two. Uh, so, we'll see if they can get more. I hope they get game one. I hope they get game one tonight because that will, will make it more interesting. Yeah, that's why I said what I said about punching them in the mouth because otherwise, if the Lakers go out and just roll, then I think the Heat, you know, team confidence could could suffer under that uh, kind of pressure. Roll. But it, what's that? No. <laughs> nope. No? No. Sorry, Gordon. I, I interrupted with a joke about Austin. Not funny. Uh, I apologize. Well, you want to share? Oh, no, I think if you listen to the station, you get it with a roll. You know, roll. You don't know what I'm referencing? No, I don't. Oh, one of the, the great Austin CJ, moments? bad joke. Oh, I gotcha. I wasn't thinking of that. Every that's time I roll. hear... Yeah, every time that's I hear that, the word roll, that's what I hear. Really. Yeah, really. You're rolling up on the end of bad the person. I'm, I'm sorry. Bad person, bad I'm sorry. friend, bad coworker. That's what I when somebody says roll now, that's what I hear. I hear your voice in my mind going roll. <laughs> For those of you who don't know what that is, well, go ahead and play it, Austin. Now we, uh, oh, we don't need dead body. We don't need to play the whole thing. <laughs> roll. That that's that's what I hear when I hear somebody says roll. Even You're even at like up. dinner when somebody says, Do you want to roll? I hear Austin's yeah. voice in my mouth in my mind saying, Roll. Kind of so like, should uh, we do incriminating audio now? No. Oh, we can do it tomorrow. No, I don't think so. Why not? Before the end of today's show, we said we were going to do no. it. No. Yeah, we did. You don't even know we what did. I'm going to do. Yeah, we do. We know. Do you? I know what I'm yeah. going to have you do. Gordon, I yeah. think, knows what he's going to have you do. Yeah. I do. Great. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll have, toast. More, we'll have more Big Show coming up. Stay tuned. <laughs> 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I still think it's dumb you guys are making me do this now. Why don't, you, why? Why don't we wait until the survivor pool thing is over? Because there's going to be other incriminating audio to be all, recorded. You, well, you've already been eliminated. Twice. Twice. Yeah, well, I'm right, but I'm not disputing the fact that I'm going to record it. I, I'm just saying it's dumb that I'm doing it now. You shouldn't say that because out of an act of pure charity... Yes. Gordon and I manipulated these fake rules in this fake contest to get you back into it. <laughs> and I'm paying and the price. And you blew it away with the Chargers. I'm paying the price. I'm not disputing the that. The Chargers. I think it's dumb that I'm doing it now. That's you all. You picked the Colts and the Chargers, the former Philip Rivers team and the current Philip Rivers yeah, team. Yeah, I deserve it. So, all right. don't call us dumb. I, I'm just I'm <laughs> saying the idea of doing it now is dumb. That's all. But I'll do it. It's fine. All wow. right, quit what complaining. A, what Austin, give him, what he, give him what he has to record. All right, we all know that Jake Scott loves his Virginia Tech Hokies. And he's a big fan of Bronco Mendenhall. So mm-hmm. I'd like to hear Jake do his own version of, Hi, I'm Jake Scott, and I'm the newest Wahoo. Oh, that's dumb. <laughs>
Do you need to hear? Do you need to hear the Bronco one to, no. to be refreshed? No, Are you I don't. Sure? No, it's really good. It's really worth all of our time <laughs> for you to just be reminded that this is what I want fr- from you. Hey, I'm Bronco Mendenhall, the new football coach, and I'm the newest Wahoo. So something like that. All right. Hey, I'm Jake Scott, and I'm the newest Wahoo. Terrible. Oh, that is unacceptable. Please. Just shameful. With gusto. Hey, I'm Jake Scott, and I'm the newest Wahoo. No, not like you're doing Pac-12 Media yeah. Day. Yeah, and not sarcastic like that. Hey, hey KJ, hey, how's it going? I'm Jake Scott, and I'm the newest Wahoo. I'm going to pinch you. Hey, I'm Jake Scott, and I'm the newest Wahoo. You know what you're doing wrong. Uh, what I do? You know what you're doing wrong. Hey, I'm Jake Scott, and I'm the newest Wahoo. Hey, I'm Bronco Mendenhall, the new football coach, and I'm the newest Wahoo. See, there's With some excitement. Hey, I'm Jake Scott, and I'm the newest Wahoo. <laughs> no, no, because when we play it back, it's got to sound like you really said. I just said it. No, but like you really were like, hey, I'm Jake Scott, and by the way, I'm the newest Wahoo. Yeah, like that. Hey, I'm Jake Scott, and I'm the newest Wahoo. That's, I can go with yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah that one's good. All right. So there's one. And then mine is uh, Magic Johnson is pound for pound the best point guard to ever live. But he wasn't a point guard. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I don't care what you think. <laughs> wow. Why you got to be mean? You've been really mean today. I have not. You have two personal shots. I don't value Jake's opinion. Oh man! LeBron James is pound for pound the best point guard. It's not what I asked for. Buck Johnson is pound for pound the best point guard ever. (laughs) Buck Johnson. No, you gotta say Magic. His name was Buck. Just say Magic Johnson. Irvin Johnson. Was pound for pound the best point guard. God, it's like working with my two-year-old sometimes here. It's like, really, please, don't go in the street, please. It will hurt you, please. I'm not being mean. His name is Irvin. We uh, we are insisting that you Just say do Mag- what I ask. Magic Johnson is pound for pound the best point guard who ever lived. Irv Johnson no, is pound for Ma- pound. Magic Johnson. There. Uh, let's see. Uh, Illusion Johnson is pound for pound the best point guard ever. Lucius? It's called an illusion, Michael. (laughs) Uh, Magic Johnson, Gordon's favorite player. No, no, none of that attitude. Just say it. Gordon's hero, Magic Johnson. No, no, again, none of that attitude. Uh, let's see. <laughs> you are so stubborn. Why am I so stubborn? I am not. Uh, let's see here. Magic Johnson is pound for pound the best point guard ever. Close. Now mean it. Well, I can't mean it. Act. Because LeBron James is the best point guard ever. All right. So say that. Say LeBron James is the, the, put it. Say the sentence, but say LeBron. Then I'll cut in the magic. But you notice how I say LeBron James and not King, <laughs> because his name is LeBron. 
say Magic Johnson, not LeBron James, is pound for pound the best point guard who ever lived. Magic Johnson is pound for pound the best point guard who ever lived. Boom. All right. We're good. You want back in the survivor Reg- pool tomorrow? Reginald Dwight is the best singer I know. <laughs> That's Elton John's real oh, name. Oh, okay. yeah. All right. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. You don't want back in the survivor pool? Uh, I don't know if I want back in that the survivor pool. That was too painful? Yeah, right. that, that wasn't very fun. Gordon, you have yourself a nice evening. You too. Uh, thank you. It's the big show, 97.5 <laughs> and 1280 The Zone.